0: To stop, just stop, you know, like pull off. And it doesn't have to be Big Sur, it doesn't have to be Cannon Beach, it doesn't have to be, um, the Golden Gate, like, just experience it for what the like the beautiful scenery that it is. Um, be open to stopping at random weird things. Um, I think that that's it's, it's about the journey, it's not about mm-hmm. getting to San Diego.
1: Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. Welcome everybody, and glad you're here for this episode. Uh, a lot of times on our bucket lists, uh, lots of people like to do road trips, uh, lots of different road trips. We're a car culture here in the United States, and so hopping in your car and going someplace uh, is is an option. And so that is what our guest today did. Scott Maitland uh, describes himself. He is a husband. He is an amateur traveler, a poker player, and a good friend of mine. And Scott, welcome and thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Roger. Yeah, so tell us, what did you cross off your list? Uh, I crossed off driving the Pacific Coast Highway. Awesome. Okay, so first off, uh, explain what the Pacific Coast Highway is. So there's a, like
0: a technical definition of what it is, and then there's sort of like an accepted definition of what it is, I guess you could say. All right, so we, can do, so we can do both. <laughs> yes, the very technical definition of Pacific Coast Highway is Highway 1 in um, California, I believe. Okay, Um, and sort of more general is Pacific coast highways, highway one, the entirety of the length of the West coast of the U S. And so I think technically Oregon calls it the Pacific coast byway and Washington might have its own name for it. But, um, a lot of people even consider the Pacific coast highway, just the stretch between San Francisco and LA that's the most famous section. Okay. Um, but we did the whole thing. We went from Seattle all the way to San Diego. Okay. So, so how long did that take you? Um, we did it in 10 days. You could uh-huh. do it faster if you wanted. We took a couple of like extra days in there. Um, you certainly could take more time if you wanted, if you wanted to explore more, but um, 10 days is what we had. Um, and that's
1: what we did. Why this thing? What was, what made you put this on your list? The Pacific coast highway. So it was almost like it was like an amalgamation of multiple
0: sort of bucket list items, if you will. Nice. Like um, for me, um, the, the thing that started that really planted the seed for me was, um, seeing the giant trees, the redwoods. Right. Mm. And that was something I always wanted to do. And then I thought to myself, like, Oh, I was on the West coast. I've always wanted to see the golden gate bridge. Right. And I've always wanted to, um, go to like just these random little places that I live in Indiana and like, this is this far away from me. And so I was like, how can I get, how can I do a lot of these things? Um, I'm not going to go all the way out there for a weekend for a hike. So how do I right. do like a lot of these? And so um, I started seeing a lot of these. Big Sur was another one that I wanted mm-hmm. to see. Um, and so I'd never been to the, uh, seen the Pacific uh, ocean. So it was like all of these things. Um, I just sort of put them all together and then Uh, I don't even remember how I stumbled into the idea of actually doing the whole thing, but um, it ended up just being sort of perfect. It it checked off all of these things that I'd wanted to see and do for a long time.
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome when you can overlap stuff, um, especially with people's limited time, limited resources, those kind of things. That's always a great way to approach bucket list items. If you can cross off more than one at a time, it's a good thing. So, So you had all these items. Did you just research online. Did you find any really good resources that helped you plan or show you what was there? Or did you just you know, like open up Google maps and, and draw a line and figure out what was there? How'd that work for you? The planning part of it.
0: Yeah. So I am a planner. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm somebody who um, I wanted to know as much about it as I could. And, mm-hmm. and while there are these major things that I wanted to see, Um, I was part of the experience is the trip you know a lot of times um, the destination is the thing that you're going to see but you know it's really like the journey in this case that was more of the trip and so I wanted to experience that as best I could so I started looking for things along the, the way that I could do so I found like Atlas Obscura which is like the fun little like sort of like novelty uh-huh. like they collect weird things right like they they find a, find weird things in every city and, and so looked on there found a lot of different things um just randomly through travel blogs i'll say mm-hmm. one to, one tool that i found um that was really helpful was um wander log and that's wander with an a um, and it's just a tool that you can put in an itinerary and like actual points on a map and i will tell you how much driving there is, how much distance there is between places. And it helps you collect points of interest, places to eat, um, you know, flights, things like that. And that was just really helpful.
1: That's awesome.
0: Do you pay for that app or was that that a free app? Um, There is a paid version, but I just used the free version and it had everything that I needed. Um, Ultimately, um, my travel companions uh, are less of planners than I am. (laughs) And so the the ultimate uh, decision was made that like, the plan is to have no plan. And so we had these, these major cities, a few points that we wanted to hit um, to make sure we were on pace, if you will. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, we flew into Seattle on day one and didn't even have a hotel booked. So um, (laughs) there was a little bit of, you know, just like, Hey, like, (laughs) If we're three big dumb idiots with credit cards, like we're going to figure it out. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So there was a little bit of letting go. And that was that was new for me. And it was really fun.
1: That's good. Uh, I love that. Um, so that, so that begs the question, you cross this off your list, but you, you say you had some travel companions. Yes. How did that work out? Was, were you just talking about trip and somebody said, I want to go with, or was it intentional that you like wanted a, a road trip for your boys and your you know, that you wanted to hang out with for 10 days? Um,
0: I would say probably more the former. Um, so uh, two good friends of mine, We were just talking about um, random things that we were doing, um, that we were trying, that we were looking forward to. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying like, like, you know, like, Hey, like I'm at the point in my life still where I can take 10 days off and leave, you know, all my responsibilities behind and uh, my wife's okay with it. Like, I want to do something with it. And these are some things that I wanted to do. And one of my friends was like, like, he's like, man, if we can make that work, I'm a hundred percent there. And then one of my other friends, he's less of a decision maker. And he was just like, yeah, he's like, that would be really cool. But I don't know. And I kind of strong armed him into it. But, <laughs> you know, like, he, he was, he was, he had a blast. And um, he was glad that we that he agreed to it and that he decided to do it. But um, it really just sort of happened. It wasn't, it wasn't planned
1: that's pretty incredible. Uh, so what was that part of the experience like for you? You know, Traveling, you know, even with a partner, like a wife or a spouse or somebody or a girlfriend, that can be a hectic or stress-filled situation. What, what was it like traveling with these two other guys that you, you knew them pretty well, I'm guessing. And so it wasn't just like, a coworker that you see once or twice a week. These are, these are people that you've known for some time, but what was that part of it? Like, if you can, you know, tell us traveling with, with your buddies. Yeah, you're
0: right. And um, that was one of my fears going into it because um, 10 days is a long time and it's like 1800 miles. And that's a long time Mm. to spend with people. Um, And I had traveled with one of my friends before, but not the other. Um, one of us is a really early morning person, one's a night owl. So it was going into it. We all knew that we were on similar wavelengths, but not the same wavelength. And so I think everybody just went into it with like sort of a bit of grace of just like, hey, like, you know, there's no plan. I've, you know, I I told people going in the only thing that I have to see are the redwoods. And I know that we're going to pass everything else I want to see. And and so i'm open to whatever and so just sort of um everybody sort of took the position of if i want to do it i'm going to say i want to do it and everybody else was uh willing to accommodate um and and we tried to give each other space when we could um so that so that we could um it was about experiencing it together but also
1: not killing each other along the way so i'm excited to announce the release of my new book Live Out Your List, Finding Joy Through a Bucket List Lifestyle. The book covers the three stages of the lifestyle, including bucket list mindset, bucket list creation, and bucket list management. It provides tips and strategies to enhance wherever you are in your bucket list journey. To learn more about the book, and to receive 10% off when you purchase the ebook, visit crossing backslash book, purchase the book today and start to live out your list. Now back to the show. So when you say give each other space, what does that look like in the context of the trip? So
0: um, I mean like literal physical space. So some okay. Uh, there are days where, uh, so we, we pre-planned, um, when we got close to San Francisco, um, my, my, my buddies both knew people in San Francisco and they were like, I'd be great if we could meet up with so-and-so. And I was like, let's all just go our own ways for, we were planning to be in San Francisco for two days. So we're like, let's just go our own day, our own way for one day, right? Like you guys mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do with your friends. I'll explore the city and uh, we'll meet up at the hostel when we're done and, and that'll be it. Um, and that was really helpful. And the other thing was like, Um, you know in the morning breakfast was sometimes on our own you know like so one guy got up really early and he'd walk the city um, and just sort of walk around and see things and go to the coffee house and whatever and then you know another guy was rolling out of bed at whatever 10 o'clock or something like that and then so um, that we tried to tried to accommodate that you know I I don't know if that answers your question oh
1: yeah completely That, that definitely makes sense it's tough doing that um with people you know let alone trying to do it with people you don't know um so it sounds like you overall you all each had a good experience and were like you said gave grace which i think is super important uh, when you're traveling with other people so give a little bit more of the of the rundown of the uh, logistics so you didn't you flew to seattle and you rented a car that's correct yeah Okay, and then then you started driving. Where did you stay in hotels? You, I heard you use the word hostel. Um, yeah. You you guys aren't in your twenties anymore. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know a lot of times people think hostels, they think <clears throat> you know um, college kids, you know hippies, those kind of things. What was your experience? <laughs> how often did you stay in hostels, and what was that experience like here in the United States for you? Yeah. So we stayed in a hostel in Seattle
0: um we stayed in a hostel in portland in san francisco and then um santa monica and venice beach okay so what is that four or five and yeah. one of them for two days and so you know like whenever five six days of the 10-day trip were in hostels i really enjoyed it i had never stayed in a hostel before um and i i would highly recommend it i mean uh, so there were three of us. And right. so um, the, the hostels we stayed at often had four room, four bed rooms. Uh-huh. And so we just bought out the fourth bed and had what okay. so was essentially a, a four, four bed room to ourselves. Um, and that's cheaper than getting two hotel rooms a lot of times. And it was nice. It was, there, there were some more um, bohemian places that we went to. And so <laughs> Just what does for... that mean? What does that mean to you? <laughs> well, yeah, so I me, that like, that yeah. I mean, like you said, like you know, more like my dad would call it a hippie place, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so, like, there were other places that was clearly like newer construction, it was built to be a hostel as opposed to something else, and mm-hmm. um, that was newer and more modern. We used I don't remember the name of the app, but it's like Hostel World or something like mm-hmm. that, as like, yep. um. As a way to to check them out, and I think the pictures were very um, representative of what the places were like, and so I, I, we didn't have any problems with them. Um, I thought they were good. I, I it was a pleasant surprise because I was afraid that we were going to, you know, either be sharing beds in the two bed hotel room or having to get two bed two hotel rooms or something like mm-hmm. that. And it really cut down the cost. It was um, I would definitely do it again. The one story now that I'm thinking about it that was funny is that we got to a hotel in, I think it was LA. Um, There was no hospital available. So we got a hotel and we asked for a rollaway bed. They're like, yeah, no problem. And so they bring the rollaway bed up, but it couldn't physically fit in the room. Like they had like there was not enough room for a rollaway bed. So the dude was like, well, let me go find another one. And he found another one that was like somehow smaller. It was a twin bed to begin with. And like, it wouldn't fit in the room either. So he's like, well, let me just get you guys in that, like an, another room on top of the room that you have. And so then like we go and we get that second room and there was like something wrong with it. Like the toilet didn't work or something like that. <laughs> and like, I, I didn't go to that room. I like that one of my buddies went, but it was just like, there was nothing it was just like so weird like of all the things that could have gone wrong it was this completely random you know thing where we were yeah. completely safe and like complete it was a comedy of errors and it completely worked out but it was just like how do you
1: have rollaway beds but your rooms don't fit? accommodate bed, yeah right? like, you know, like- <laughs> my experience with hostels is more european and it's in dorm rooms with 20 30 beds in them sometimes um did you meet other people did you was that a part of your hostel experience or was it just you guys came in and out slept and left and you know didn't get to experience that part or was that part even like there like the communal aspect of it um so when we were
0: in san francisco i spent some time hanging out in the hostel i had some work to do so i um stayed i was hanging out in one of the common areas and there were a couple of people that were, you know, there like to meet other people and were having those conversations. And had that been um, a time that I was able to do that, I would have had that opportunity. Um, I think most of the hostels had had places like that that were more communal. Um, it was not something that like I was there. I don't want to say there to do, but it's just like right. I just, you know, like was more on a sort of solo and with my friends and wasn't, wasn't trying to foster that type of thing. So sure. it was available. It just wasn't, what, um, wasn't what
1: we did for you, this experience, what was like the one thing you talked about the redwoods uh, was, was that the major thing for you that like that you walked away, like experience wise, um, things that you did or saw, was that the biggest thing or was there something else that maybe like caught you off guard? It's like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that. This is awesome.
0: Um, I'll say, uh, I'll say yes to both. I'll say that (laughs) the first thing is, is that the Redwoods did not disappoint that like with it being the number one thing that I wanted to do, I was afraid that I had hyped it up too much in my mind Mm. and um, we absolutely, I absolutely loved it. We went through um, Humboldt state park, which is in Northern California and they have that, what's called the Avenue of giants, which is just a two lane road that drives through massive trees. Right. And there's all sorts of pull-offs, and there's a um, there's all sorts of hiking trails, and um, a driving tour, and all sorts of things, and uh, it was ama- it was amazing. It was um, everything I could have hoped it could have been. It was it was awesome.
1: that is a good thing. Was there yeah. was there you know I'm sitting here thinking ten days along the west coast of the United States in a car with two of my buddies. But was there anything that you know that you can say on this podcast that happened like an experience or some funny story that maybe took place between the three of you or something that happened along the way i will say that we enjoyed ourselves in san diego (laughs) Uh,
0: it was the last night of the trip and i believe they call it is it the gas district yes border in san in san diego we sat down at a hookah bar and uh, we intended to walk up and down uh the street it's it reminds me a little bit of a cross between like Broadway and Nashville and Bourbon Street in mm-hmm. New Orleans. So we intended to walk up and down and sort of people watching stuff, and instead we um, enjoyed ourselves at that one place for quite a while that evening. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would say there wasn't, you know, anything too crazy that happened. I mean, we didn't no fist fights, no um, no, <laughs> no breakdowns, no
1: car breakdowns, no, no
0: car breakdowns, no um no no getting locked out or anything like that
1: if somebody else was playing say you know came to you and said i would like to drive the pacific coast highway what was like the one piece of advice that you would give them it's a great question i would say um
0: stop as often as you would like Mm -hmm. um you're gonna start to feel like the um, like you're going to ask yourself do I need do I really need to stop here right there's pull offs very frequently along mm-hmm. the more scenic routes of the highway it's you know I tried really hard not to make it about you know Instagram or anything like that like I'm not trying to get all of these pictures or anything like I'm trying to experience it for myself but if you want to stop just stop you know like mm. pull off and it doesn't have to be Big Sur it doesn't have to be Cannon Beach it doesn't have to be um, the Golden Gate like just experience it for what the like the beautiful scenery that it is and um be open to to stopping it random weird things um i think that that's it's it's about the journey it's not about mm-hmm. getting to san diego so
1: yeah it's not, uh, this is maybe an old movie reference but it's not the cannibal run right it's you, yeah you're not, exactly. to, you're not trying to get there as quickly as humanly yeah. possible yeah
0: it doesn't take 10 days right like we didn't we, we weren't at a breakneck pace we went slowly right so if you've only got five days then do it in five days go from you know astoria to san francisco or Mm -hmm. do the part that you care about you know we we talked about whether or not we wanted to go from seattle and touch the canadian border and then while we were in san diego touch the mexican border Mm -hmm. and um we ultimately came to the conclusion of like this isn't about being completionists right it's not about saying that we traveled the entirety of the thing Um, it's just about experiencing something we haven't experienced before and for me that's what the trip was about ultimately i think that came to the conclusion of was like um just being outside of my element and like just giving myself the freedom to explore something i'd never done before
1: yeah that's that was going to be my next question well what did you learn is that what you learned about yourself most in the in this process and i guess i'll tack on what did you learn about your friendships as well? Um, If you've already answered the first part.
0: Well, I will say that what I learned about myself, if I can add on to that, is that I was way more willing to try the things that my friends suggested than to voice my own like suggestion and say like, this was something that I think we should all do. Um, And I found myself in San Francisco about halfway through the trip and my friends were all of a sudden gone. And I was like, I could do this but I don't know that do I really want to you know I just kept second guessing myself and finally I was just like you know what like this is as much my trip as anything like I'm gonna do if it sucks who cares right like it's better than sitting around doing nothing so like I went and just did something and actually a former person on your podcast I think like I was in San Francisco and I wanted to go get sushi and I was like Mm. you know like like I don't know if I'm gonna spend that much money on omakase like I don't know if I, would like, I, know if I would do this and I like actually like thought back to like that like I listened to that podcast and I was like I'm just gonna do it like it's expensive but I'm gonna do it and it was like a one of the things that I, I look back on most fondly about the trip so what I learned about myself was that like I need to like put myself out there as much mm-hmm. as I'm willing to like put the group out there like I'm the guy who's like all right let's go do this as a group But if I'm by myself, I'm not going to push myself to do it. So it's really weird. And then what was your second question? What did you learn about your relationships with your friends? That's a really good question. I certainly learned about them as individuals better, right? Like that much time in the car, Mm. you're just going to talk about things. Like we talked about, you know, the, um, the NBA finals were going on and one of the guys was a Celtics fan. So like we talked about the Celtics a lot. But then we also talked about real stuff too. You know, we talked about things that, um we don't get a chance to talk about especially as men in this culture right like um, that we don't get to talk about a lot and so I think you know I was I'm really happy that I went with the people that I went with I think our friendship is deeper because of it but man I was glad to get away from them on day 10.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I get that I get that um so what's the next thing on your list Scott what's what's something else you want to cross off? So
0: this is my first. That was my first time being west of Kansas City. I'd spent a lot of time on the East Coast, uh, trolling around up and down there, and so I want to go see the Grand Canyon. Um, I've never right. seen it, and I've heard from multiple people that it does not disappoint. And so um, I'm going to drag my wife out there, hopefully this fall, um, if not early spring next year. And um, I just want to go see it. That that's the next thing I want to cross off my list.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing. I, I'm glad I didn't get too embarrassing uh, <laughs> stories with you and your friends. I think that's awesome. Anything communal as far as bucket list items, I think are, are super special. Scott, thank you so much for being here and telling your story. And uh, I look forward to seeing you and hearing about more things that you cross off your list. Thanks, Roger. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook, and as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week, and until then, keep living out your list.